Hello and welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. My name is Tafara Butai. Did you know that God is inside Kairos moments, divine connections, favor, unmerited strength for his children, for the marketplace? I like to call all of this God's grace in the marketplace. And so on this podcast, that's what we're going to be talking about and many other subjects. Let's check out today's podcast. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. And man, I'm excited. Tonight, tonight it's on. Uh, We're continuing where we left off uh, last Wednesday. Uh, Trevor is still here, uh, our, you know, financial expert. And just some quick uh, disclaimers. This is not uh, official or professional financial advice. This is uh, you know, just principles from the Word of God that will help you uh, navigate your financial space. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, man, uh, uh, just a quick recap of what we talked about uh, last week. Uh, Trevor, welcome one more time. And uh, hey, we're excited. Uh, you know, after last uh, uh, the last broadcast, man, I-, I had a lot of people come to me saying, hey, why didn't you advertise this to to the whole entire church so we can have a lot more people hearing this stuff? And uh, we tried to do that uh, this week. So, hey, I'm hoping that uh, we're going to have a lot more people uh, listening to this financial advice. And also, I would like to encourage all of you who are watching tonight to subscribe and like the page whichever platform you're watching from make sure you subscribe and like the page and also if you can share the broadcast with your family and friends man i'm telling you uh there's so much good content that's coming from this broadcast that i believe will be of help uh to uh your family and to your friends and so trevor is here with us and i just a quick recap uh, of what we talked about you know last wednesday if you don't mind and then we'll get into uh the business of today sure sure um thanks uh pastor tia i think last week we covered quite a bit um what we could in four or five minutes or so yeah, obviously yeah uh, there's so much out there but we can't cover everything but um I think the two key things that we covered last week, number one is we spoke about debt. Yeah. And we said, um, you know, the Bible is very clear. It says that the the borrower is a servant to the lender. Yeah. All right. So we spoke about debt and we spoke about uh, financial discipline. Yeah. And um, the preposition there was that number one is that uh, you must always try and live uh, within your means. Mm. All right. Um, and then uh, number two is, you know, don't make purchases that gets you deeper and deeper into debt because you want to try and please someone else. Yeah. Uh, it always uh, ends up not being, you know, the right thing to do. Yeah. And um, what we know, I think you have covered, I remember in quite a number of services that, you know, once your life, once your financial life is in, you are, you are, under so much strain, a lot of other areas in your lives are also affected. Yeah, they begin to collapse. Exactly. So many things become to co- begin to collapse. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it's just a reflection of, you know, of the pressure that you were in. So I think the key recap, number one, is um, 
no as much as you can don't you know go into debt um sometimes you have to take some debts like to buy a house because yeah. most of us can't afford to buy a house cash yeah but um you know don't don't go and buy a, a new jordan shoes on debt <laughs> if you don't have the cash don't do it don't buy it you can't afford it yeah and uh you know a, a debt i think you also classify debt into two groups good debt which is you know almost what you shared now about buying a house yeah and also there is bad uh debt which will just make you broke it will make you poor yeah uh things like buying clothes on uh, on debt things like uh, you know uh, getting a car with a balloon payment and mm. just you know a overextending yourself yes. in the area of debt can can cause some real serious problems yep. and it makes you a servant but actually know? so i think for for the purpose of the listeners today so some someone might want to okay what is too much right so what is yeah. too much so so uh, mathematically speaking yeah <laughs> once your once you spend more than 56% of your income per month paying off debt mathematically speaking you are in financial stress wow did you right. hear that guys 56% 56%. 56% but that is almost like the high end yeah. right so uh, in as much try and um, you know try if you can try and make it below 30 or 20% and this includes your mortgage yes. this includes your car payment so uh, and things of that nature it so, should be way below 56% it should be so if you include mortgage and and everything else i mean ideally and this is just like some random figures but yeah. you, it should be not more than 35% so you can't spend more than 35% of your monthly salary paying off debt wow that's awesome Yeah and so tonight we're moving on to what we are calling uh coming up with a financial game plan you know before you do anything in life uh you actually need a, a game plan if you are a fan of any sport you know that coaches work on a game plan uh over you know a, a long period of time just to implement it uh in a 90 minute game that's how important a game plan is every single one of us need a game plan we need a road map of uh from where we are to where we we want to go and so talk to us a little bit about that sure i think the the the, the best place to start is in proverbs chapter number 29 verse 18 mm-hmm. uh the bible says where there is no vision my people perish mm-hmm. so god is saying if you don't have a vision Mm-hmm. And I mean personally I believe that you actually need a, a vision which is written down yeah right so that you can articulate your vision quite well but the bible says if there's no vision you will perish mm-hmm. right so when so today right we are going to talk about obviously developing your own vision mm-hmm. like for you in, in terms of for, for, from a financial perspective and in the industry they call it a financial plan yeah right so um For most people obviously if you are not within the financial sector the the most ideal thing to do is for you to look for what you call a registered financial advisor mm-hmm. right and what he or she will help you do is to draw up a financial plan yeah right and um so there are four components to a financial plan mm-hmm. and uh the first component is to articulate exactly where you are yeah right where is your state or where is the state of your finance as of today and so this is not by faith uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
this is not this by, is not by this is actual you know money that you have in yes your hands. yes <laughs> yes so this is actual money that you have so they will help you articulate the current state of your finances right and one thing right i just want to add on this point and i think it, it really is applicable to us especially us uh, here uh, in africa is that we there's something that i like to call um fixed financial commitments that are not necessarily like contractual like a debt for example for example if you support your brother or your sister or your parents back in zim right mm. and you pay monthly school fees right that almost should almost look like it's a debt on your on your current financial right. because it's a commitment that you'll be expected every single month yeah. to honor yeah right so what the financial advisor helps you is they help you articulate comprehensively right your current uh, starting point mm. so how many how, how much debt do you have how many assets how many assets do you have um how much income do you make and what does what do you use your income for and everything so and and and, and the purpose of this point of this first component is just to give you a, a comprehensive picture of um of where you are today yeah. so that's the first one yeah and, and i think it's important because even when using a gps system you know you always it always wants to know where you are your current location you know, your current location is is important you know and uh it it, it maps a, a path from where you are so i think this is a, a great way to to start your financial planning yep exactly where are you how much do you spend on debt what kind of debt is it uh you know where are we at the moment do you have more month left in a, <laughs> more more month more more than money uh, left every month you know where where are you in terms of your 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 financial um uh, uh status and i think this helps for you to move out of that crisis so that you can yeah, start uh, uh, progressing towards stability yep <clears throat> yep yep definitely and then um the next so we said there are four components so the second one right is what we call you have to define and prioritize you know what you want to achieve right mm. um and here it, this is really indi individualized mm. for example right um you can say okay we are planning to buy a house yeah in in three or four or five years time depending on whatever period and um as a couple you can also say you know i'm planning to go into business so i'm yeah. planning to transition into business yeah right and i think we spoke about it off air that in, especially people that are really entrepreneurial and they want to transition into business but at a certain stage like if you've got a family and you've got commitments right you can't just quit the next day yeah right because number you Well, number one, it takes it takes time for any business to really like you know scale up and and, and start producing income. Yeah. But your bills, you know, your school fees is still due, groceries is still due. Yeah. So to to I think we spoke about it. Say if you are transitioning and if you really you know you're an entrepreneur and you're going to entrepreneurship, yeah. you should also actually have actually say you know what I'm uh, as a as a person I'm I'm planning to transition into business. Let's say in two years time. Yeah. You know, so all this, so you can have a commitment around buying a house, around transitioning yeah. to business, yeah. around um, you know some other major purchases you want to do, yeah. right? Um, it also, even your long-term commitments to say, okay, we are planning to retire in 20, 30 years time, yeah. right? And we don't want to be black text to our children, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. all these things, this is what this is what happens when you are defining and prioritizing, you know, um, the things that you want to achieve. 
uh, in the future. Yeah, and uh, I've heard people say this, that you've got to live your life the way that no one else is so that in the future you'll be able to live your life the way that no one else is. <laughs> so you've got to make sacrifices today that no one is making so that tomorrow you can live in the luxury uh, that you would like to live. And so this is, I think, the, 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 the importance of this you know, second uh, path or second uh, component of, the, of a good financial plan. Define uh, your priorities and say, in five years' time, I want to start pursuing my purpose. Mm -hmm. In five years' time, I want to travel. In five years' time, I want to retire or you know, 20, 30 years' time and start planning for it. But after you plan for it, then you start making some changes yeah. you know, to, to, to your lifestyle today so that you can prepare for that uh, a future that you want to live. And so, yeah, there's going to be some sacrifices oh, to be made. <laughs> yeah. All good things, they require some sacrifices. Right? I think you spoke about last time when you... When you're talking about how you transition, you transitioned away from yeah. full-time employment into yeah. full-time ministry, yeah. right? That it was a process. It's a process. It just, it just didn't wake up for one day and say, <laughs> I could have, my wife wouldn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think it's for everybody. For, for us, it was the goal was to raise a big deposit for mm -hmm. the house. So that when I go into full-time ministry, we won't have the house as a big burden on, on our, in our books. And so for me, it was, uh, hey, we need to sacrifice everything, you know, cut down on vacations and do what we have to do so that we can raise this big deposit and really push down as yeah. much as we can uh, our monthly commitment and our monthly uh, uh, mortgage uh, uh, fees yep. and that helped me transition into full-time ministry mm. without a lot of pressure and I, I believe that's part of you know uh, what we need to consider before you uh, uh, pursue your passion your purpose what you believe uh, God has called you to do so number two yep. is to define and prioritize and number three so number three is a uh, way it gets a little bit um, you know so number three the we call it you must crunch the number or how much is enough right yeah. so what this means is that when you have got a specific goal so you want to buy a house in in two years time and three years time and the, and they need a deposit right yeah. for let's say they, they need 150,000 rands for a deposit for a 1.5 million rand house right so the question is then okay if i want to make sure that by the end of the two years i've got sufficient deposit right so how much should i start saving today Mm. for the next two years, mm. such that when the time comes, you know, I do have the funds, right? Um, so number three is it's really about number crunching, unfortunately. Yeah. But the good thing about number three is that right now, because of access to the internet, there are so many calculators that are free that you can, um, you know, uh, find online, right? Mm. And they just help you to answer the question. So I say it, I want to transition into business in three years' time, and yeah. we need to raise 400000 before then. So the question is, how much should I start invest or saving every month for the yeah. next three years so that I can achieve that particular goal? Right. So number three is almost like putting the numbers behind your, your, your uh, objectives or your, you know, the things that you are targeting to achieve. That's awesome. So it means you're setting a target, and you start shooting for that. So... Uh, this is, I think this is where it gets technical, yeah. you know, but like <laughs> Trevor said that, you know, there are many tools on the internet that can help you, uh, uh, you know, 
figure figure it out you know how much do i how much will i need uh, for my retirement retirement income how much will i need for me to be able to how much should i save for yeah. children uh, for university yeah. some of you i mean our kids are different from you know our generation when we were kids our dreams were you know the the local university or the local college you know with our kids because of the internet i mean your kids are going to have big dreams they're going to want to have uh, 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 to go and study abroad, study in a different location so they can learn cultures, so they can really do something different from what we did. And I believe that should be every parent's desire is to see their kids do better than they did. And if we're going to do that, you also need to start crunching the numbers and really put down how much is enough uh, when it comes to education for your kids, the kind of education that you envision them uh, having yep. and part number four so uh, probably last point on number three i think old mutual which is one of the most well-known brand in yeah. south africa they actually have got a calculator on their website right so i think if you go online and you just have, you just type old mutual and then you say how much is enough they've got a calculator there that mm. you can simply use it's free you can just use it you know it just helps you to answer the question how much is enough yeah i think it's called the savings calculator you can visit oldmutual.co.za. It's called the Savings Calculator. You'll be able to put all your dreams and desires in there and calculate how much you need uh, to save. Yep. And uh, plan uh, component number four so, of this financial game plan. So component number four now, this oh, is... by the way, before you go to component number four, guys, if you have any questions, please pop them in the comment section. And I will ask Trevor to uh, answer them before uh, we wrap up the uh, broadcast uh, in about 15 minutes. And so if you have any burning questions, please pop them in the uh, comments comment section and uh, we will attempt to answer those questions. Component number four of the game plan, the financial game plan. So this is when the players actually go out and start playing. Yes. Right? So <laughs> after so much planning, there's only so much planning that you can do. So component number four is always about implementation. Yeah. And uh, Pastor Tafara... A good plan is nothing without nothing implementation. Without implementation <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And I think even the Bible says faith without works is dead. It's dead. You must get to a point where you have to start implementing. So they say a dead... <laughs> A, a dead a, 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 and a live dog. A live dog is better than a, a dead, dead lion. lion, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So <laughs> combo number four, really, it's really about implementation. So after you've dropped your plan, now you know how much you, you need to put aside every month. This is when you start implementing, right? So you implement and then you start tracking yourself or tracking the progress that you are making, right? You get then, in the game. And then now this is where you get in the game. And this is where... Um, so. When you, let's say, end of month, you get your salary, it comes, you, you s set aside some money, you know, for, your, for, your, uh, for the plan that you have defined above. Now, the question is now, where do you place that money, mm. right? Do you leave it in your bank account? Yeah. Do you invest it in property? Do you invest it in bonds? Do you invest it in stocks? So, number, number four, right, this is where the implementation starts, right? Mm. And um, this is where you start putting everything that you desire into practice. And then um, I think probably next week we, we, we might go into some of the nuances of this one, uh, exactly in terms of how do you invest, where do you put the money, what are the things that you should uh, think about? Mm. Because there's so much... Um, I can call it conventional sayings or traditional sayings out there, mm. right? Um, 
that you know that we need to unpack and talk about yeah. there are some people who believe that you must uh, put your money under the pillow yeah. right for some reasons yeah. uh, and they are quite adamant about it yeah. there are some people that are adamant that you must put your money into property yeah. you know there are some people that have different um some say you must trade forex mm. there are so many other different um you know um uh, traditional sayings out there that probably next week will unpack that's awesome and so you know in your financial game plan there's some questions that i'm gonna you know throw at you uh, uh you know you talked a little bit about the emergency fund yeah you know what is an emergency fund and how can someone start uh saving up for that emergency fund and let's say you want to uh, how long yeah. of an emergency fund does one require you know someone may be watching and thinking hey we need to start thinking about an emergency fund and how long of of should it be and how much should uh, someone put away and uh where can you put it away because yeah. <laughs> if it's an emergency fund and you put it in a in a in a fixed uh deposit whatever yeah. where you are penalized to withdraw it yeah. it's not an emergency fund and yep. so how do you so that. what is it first yeah and and how long and where can we put it so i mean i think the as the name implies is an emergency father so what this means is this is when life happens yeah all right when life happens um you can be you know driving from uh mashatini yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> back to Joburg, and then uh two of your tire punches yeah. right so this is when life happens or there can be a funeral in the family yeah. right that or there can be some medical bills that you didn't foresee right and your medical cover or medical aid doesn't cover everything mm. and they say to you you must top up over and above so this is this is essentially money that you set aside for when life happens yeah. all right um and so traditionally people used to say it must be three months some argued that it must be six months some argued that it must be one year all mm. right and there is no there is no one answer and the mm. reason is because people are at different stages in their lives right all right so there's no one answer all right but i think the most important fundamental point here is that you must set aside a small portion of your funds right some some can some can say like you can try and put aside 5% of your salary yeah. right into an emergency fund right and this money normally normally has to stay in as cash mm. because you need access to the money on a very very short notice yeah. without any pen, pen, penalties the penalties right if, without you even to pay penalties to access the money so this money has to uh, um, stay as cash in, yeah. in, in in your bank account right um mm. how much do, do you need i think to me is the more i think about it, it's less of the questions more about you know you developing a culture or setting aside some money because over time on an individual level you start to get a good sense of you know when i have got x amount of cash on the side it's normally enough yeah to meet my my personal you know um emergencies when they come through because i don't like to put a specific number because yeah. it really depends so someone who is a single guy right or mm -hmm. a, a lady might for them two months might be enough yeah. for someone with a family of four kids that are going to school maybe one year is you know yeah. it's what they need so it's really really depending on your own individual um on individual circumstances that's awesome we have a quick question here from prince uh and he says uh, how can one estimate how much university will cost in 10 to 15 years from now yeah i mean so um, i think so 
I'm thinking whether, whether I should give the complicated answer or the simple answer. Complicated. <laughs> complicated <laughs> always works. So, I mean, the, the complicated answer is very simple, is that you can, you can do two things. Number one, you can find out how much university is costing today. Yeah. Well, that's the first thing. So let's say 100,000 rands. Yeah. Right. So invest today, if you go on the UCT website, you can find a program. They call say the cost of university is 100,000 rands mm. right now. And then the second thing that you need is you can look over the last, let's say, last five years and, mm. and see how much, how, much, how, much was in, how much was the tuition increasing per year. Mm. Right? So it's, you can easily, because they, they normally have got a table, right? Yeah. So it shows you in 2016, they were charging 90,000. Mm. And then in 2017, they're charging 92,000. So mm. you can see, you know, let's say inflation or the cost of tuition was increasing by 6%, right? right? Right. So with those two numbers, right, you can easily estimate how much tuition will be in 15 years' time. So you can start forecasting. You can start that. forecasting, yeah. right? So it will be just, you know, one plus, you know, the increase, which is 6%, right, mm. to the power of 15. And then yeah. you just multiply that by 100. So that will give you a good idea of how much. Um, university will be in 15 years time but the, the easy answer go yeah. to old mucho they've got calculators you can yeah. put it in there it will do the the work for you i think an even easier answer is uh, if you uh, uh, look at everything in u.s dollar terms because their inflation is usually very minimal i think u.s uh, colleges have been 40 41,000 yep. per annum uh, for a long time now and uh, so this is per pay, pay, pay year, you know. And uh, so if you want to save up for, for that, you'll probably not get a big jump in terms of the, the, the school fees uh, increase. That's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah. But I think the bottom line with all of this that we are learning as well is that do not spend everything that comes in. Yep. The goal is to start thinking about the future. Yep. And sometimes as Christians, we don't think about the future. You know, we spend everything uh, that comes in and we, you know, we hide behind uh, our faith. You know, <laughs> I'll live by faith. But I think it's a godly principle to put away a portion of uh, what you earn towards these strategic uh, areas so that you can um, uh, plan for your future. Yep. All right. And so that's what we're talking about uh, today. And so in terms of uh, serving, you know, uh, not serving, saving, in terms of saving, <laughs> yeah. in terms of saving money, right? In terms of saving money, uh, there are different, you know, uh, ways to do it. There yes. are different, you know, uh, uh, like emergency fund, we're looking at uh, one one year, you know, yes. uh, medium investment is probably three to five years. Yep, yep. Uh, and then long-term serving is yep. probably for retirement, you know, 10 to 15 years, or yes. even when you're buying stock, yep. it's probably, you know, for long-term. And so what are some of the, I know we're going to get into it next week, but what are some of the, uh, uh, just a, a quick uh, overview, you know, 30,000 foot view of uh uh, what we're going to be looking at next week in terms of these three different yes. types of investment of yes. how you can actually put away your money in investment. Sure, sure. I think uh, before I answer that, I think one of the key principles that I just want to highlight is this in principle around um, risk and return, yeah. right? And um, 
And the principle is very simple. It simply says that uh, for you to make more returns or for you to make more money, you know, you should be willing to accept a higher level of risk. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's the first principle. So now, when maybe before you even say that, let me just give our viewers some statistics. Uh, in terms of people who directly own shares. Yeah. Now, this was in 2016, yeah. you know, when we did this. Uh, South Korea, you know, the nation, in terms of people who actually participate in the stock market and who own shares, the, the nation, uh, the population, 68% of the population actually participate in the yep. uh, uh, stock market, which is quite high. And the second nation, which has also got a high uh, percentage, is the USA, mm -hmm. which is 52%, which mm -hmm. means, you know, the people in those countries don't spend everything. They're taking a portion and putting it and investing it somewhere. England is 38%. Yep. And Singapore is about 44%. Now, listen to this. South Africa, we stand at 0.52%. Only zero, less than 1% of the population mm -hmm. Uh, directly own shares or are participating in the uh, stock exchange in the stock market and that's what we're trying to open your eyes to see that you know what you can invest mm. uh, into the things that you're passionate about you can invest into your future yep. and so uh, three different levels you were, you are about to jump into that yep, yep, yep. before we go into <laughs> this question here. sure so I mean so from a 30,000 uh, feet foot view foot yeah. view right um so in the short term which you said is below one year right mm -hmm. this is where you put money that you need to really access you know on, on very 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 quickly right normally it's this is either it's in your savings account your normal bank savings account or you can actually even do a 32 day account right mm -hmm. where you can invest money for 32 days and then uh, and then they'll give you back they'll give it back to you after 32 days right but this is normally um there are also some instruments called money market again this is again it's almost just investing money in your cash cash money and then you but the downside is that you don't get much in terms of returns right so your returns are relatively low yeah. but the good side is that this cash that's in your savings account like i said what you said if there's an emergency, you can you easily, easily get access to it. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's the first one. And then now when you look and when we look at what we call the medium term, which is like your three to five years time. Mm -hmm. And this is for people that are looking to buy, especially like people that are looking to buy a house, yeah. right, that are looking to save up for, let's say, for a deposit in yeah. the three to five years time. Right. Um, this you're normally looking at um, what we call like. Uh, fixed income instruments and one of the most effective one is they call them the retail savings bonds in south africa and this is this are actually bonds that are issued by national treasury here in south africa mm. and here's the good news anyone can just buy them wow online so if you just go to national treasury and you type retail savings bonds it will come out there you can easily in the space of five ten minutes Mm. You can easily invest your money in those ones, wow. in those um, um, retail savings bonds. Mm. And what I like about them is number one is the returns are quite attractive, right, for that period. And number two, it's it's extremely easy. Right. You can like said, anybody can do anybody it. Anybody can do it. So yeah. just type in um, National Treasury retail savings bonds. Just follow the link, and in ten minutes you are done. 
And then the last one, which is the long term, which is like your 10, 15, 20 years. Mm. This is when you are looking to save for your kids to go to Harvard yeah. or you are looking to, to save for your retirement. Mm. This is when we start going into investing in stocks. This is when, this mm. is when you start going into investing in property. Mm. This is where, you know, you have to take a much more uh, long-term view. Yeah. And the reason being that these investments like stocks or property, they are quite risky, yeah. right? And therefore, uh, you can't just invest in stock today and then next week... Yeah, you are you're checking on the no. You are checking on the internet <laughs> to see what happened to my stock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this you is long term, guys. You see, when you get into the long and 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 I like the the fact that you are bringing it up as a long term investment, uh, which means you know patience. The fruit yeah. of the spirit. The key word there. It's patience. Patience has to be your friend. Yeah. You know, it's got to be your friend. No, definitely. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be frustrated. Yeah, you know, you'll be... for 20 years. You'll be frustrated and you also give yourself a Nissan heart attacks. Yeah. All right, so... In fact, there was a gentleman who sold his shares, uh, uh, his Apple stock. I mm. think he was one of the founders. He sold his Apple stock. That could have been worth billions today. Yeah. But because he didn't have uh, patience, mm. you know, he shortchanged himself and sabotaged uh, his destiny because he wanted to get rich tomorrow. Yep. And so this is not this is not the place. This is definitely not the place. Uh, this is, so this is this is the place where you know you 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 really really commit for the long term yeah i think all good things that happens in life you know you have to put some work over the long term for you to see the fruits amen well next week we're going to be looking at uh, these instruments in detail we're going to be looking at these principles uh in much more detail so you want to invite a friend or two and uh, let's get into it it's going to get a little bit technical uh but it's it's definitely a blessing to you just a quick things to remember the retail save uh, savings bonds uh if you want to get involved with that that's three to five uh years uh you know investment and uh the the one to two years that's where your emergency fund is uh, and so on and so forth. And uh, two questions before we uh, we get off. I see here Dakota Melros all the way from Colorado. Hey, good morning. Good to see you. Uh, we have a quick question from Wilma. And she says, what are some of the avenues that can be used to grow your savings over time? If you're still a small earner who can't afford to buy a Tesla, a Tesla shares yet. I don't know yeah. if there's anything called you can't afford to buy Tesla shares yet. <laughs> oh, but some of you them, know. they're quite expensive. Yeah. I know, but you know, <laughs> what do I do with an yeah. extra like 10,000 per month? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. This is rands. This is not dollars, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's a thousand dollars. You know, maybe seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred dollars. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. So um, I don't know whether we should cover this today or next week, but anyway, I think since the question came in today, um, right, so le let, me, let me just probably just touch on three things, number one. So when it comes to investing in the stock, in yeah. the stock market, I think that's where this question is going. Yeah. So there are three ways you can invest in the stock market. Number one is you can buy Tesla share yeah. directly, right? Mm -hmm. And some of these shares like Amazon or so they cost like five thousand or three thousand dollars. That's almost like forty five or fifty thousand rands one share. So one like share, yeah. and to her point, some of these stocks might the price might just look so high, right? Yeah. That you can't afford to buy it with ten thousand rands. Yeah. So number one is you can buy the share directly. And what this means is that 
your name, right? Like this example with what we were right? Yeah. So if you look at the share register for Tesla, they will write Wilma. Her name will be on the share register, wow. right? Because she buys it directly. Directly. Yeah. So that's the first way that you can do it. The second way that you can do it, right, which is my favorite when you are starting out, right, is you buy what are called uh, exchange traded funds, right? It's a fancy name, but what that means is that they take a so someone like a, a financial institution, they take a basket, mm-hmm. right? And then they say, I want to put technology stocks in that basket, right? So it's almost like a pick and pay. Yes. You know, you're walking in with, with your, a trolley. With a trolley. Yes. And you're putting so, all so you're walking in the trolley, yeah. right? And then you pick, let's say you want to pick technology shares, right? Yeah. So you put Tesla in there. Then you put Amazon in there. Then you put Apple in there. Then you put Microsoft. Then you put Google. Then you put Facebook. Then you can put all the technology stocks yeah. in that in that a trolley, right? Mm. And then they then subdivide that trolley, right, mm. amongst, let's say, a million people, right. right? right. So you subdivide that trolley amongst. So now, for most exchange-traded exchange funds, right, it, the, the one share of an exchange-traded fund can be, it can cost like $5 or $10 or $20, mm. right? But when you buy that one share of what you call exchange-traded funds, you are not buying Tesla only. You are yeah. buying a piece of Tesla, yeah. a piece of uh, Microsoft, a yeah. piece of Google, a piece of Apple, a piece of... So you are buying a piece or a basket, right, of yeah. shares, right? So this is the... I think to me, this is the one that I really like, right, mm-hmm. when you are starting out because if to, to Wilma's question, even with 10,000, right, yeah. um, you can get like $700 or $800 and here, each one of those exchange-traded funds can cost like um, $50 or $20. So you can afford to buy quite, yeah. a, quite a couple of them. And, um, you, and it leverages your risk as well. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then you, you also, also you know, it's, just, it's, it's, it's the best because you don't take too much risk, yeah. right? Because you are buying so many different companies yeah. in there. And then the last way of doing it, right, is you can give your money to someone who manages on your behalf, right? right? And the most popular names in South Africa, you've got Alan Gray, you've got Coronation, um, you know, you've got Old Mutual, you've got uh, Prudential, so all those guys, yeah. right? So normally what they do is they collect your 10,000, my 10,000, here 10,000, and then now it's 30, and then they go and invest that money for you. Uh, so that's the third way of doing it, right? But yeah. personally, I like the second one, and the reason is because uh, it's cheap, it's yeah. so cheap, and yeah. also as an individual, you can do it, right? So you don't need to pay someone else, right? Yeah. And it's the most effective way of investing, even if you if you only have like 10000 All right, next week, we're going to be getting into further detail, and uh, we're going to be going in deeper uh, in, 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 in how to invest and uh, uh, the tools that are available for you to start getting involved. There was one last question here. Uh, uh, my wife says an Investec. I think Investec is also oh, one yeah. of the. She worked for them, so she made sure she threw them in there <laughs> to make sure that they also get a piece of this uh, free uh, uh, advertising. And uh, we have Tabelo here. She asked. She said on uh, in terms of stocks, yeah. how much can one? Uh, how much does one need to start investing? I think that's the question. So, I th- if my memory serves me right, I think in South African context, you need a minimum of five hundred rands. Right. To start. Right. 
So 500 rand, that's your figure. Uh, that's where you start. Yep. And so, hey, I think anybody can do it. Uh, for me, really, what we talked about last week, which is the, I don't, I don't know if, you know, the technical aspects of this is very important, but what we talked about last week is also key when it comes to these things, the psychology yeah. of, uh, you know, handling finances. You mm. know, the psychology behind it is, we have to move from everything that comes in is spent mm. to where you know you're thinking about your future you're putting away and and the the bible itself the lord himself said he blesses our storehouses mm. and if we don't have storehouses if everything is that's coming in is you know spent we don't have a storehouse for him to bless mm. Uh, then we miss out on that particular blessing of the storehouses. But when we start participating in these things and we start uh, putting away, uh, um, that's how you get rich. You know, you don't spend everything that comes in. You spend <laughs> less and put away some. Yeah. Anybody can be rich. You just have to get into the habit of, hey, I'm going to spend, uh, uh, what did we say, less than 56% yeah. in, in, on debt. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to spend, you know, if you can get to 70% and make sure that the other 30, there is a portion that you give to the Lord. Yep. Uh, but the other 20%, man, you put it away, you save it, man, you, you're on your way up. So there's the something which is quite interesting, which um, it also took me a lot of time to learn. Yeah. But um, I'm going to say this, but I think it's going to take also our viewers and listeners also time to comprehend. Yeah. So uh, from, a, from a psychology perspective, right, um, yeah. our minds will think in a linear fashion. Right. Right. So you think of one, two, three, four, five, right? Yeah. And that's how the mind thinks. It's, yeah. I think it's perfectly normal. That's just how the mind thinks. So a mind can, a mind can, um, can comprehend something linear, but it's mm. very difficult for your mind to comprehend exponential. Right. And what this means is that um, when it comes to saving and investing, right, it almost feels like the first year or the first two years mm. are extremely slow. Yeah. And you're not making any progress. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden, the exponential, then the exponential kicks in. Yeah. Right. But for you to get to that all of a sudden point, you have to go through this phase, right, where it feels like it's a slow upward grind yeah and it just takes time and it takes some mental strength for it for you to even see now you know what it seems like i'm not progressing but i'm actually progressing yeah right yeah so it's something that it took me time to understand but yeah yeah so this is why you got to get in the game i mean if 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 you miss out on that exponential you you just hear other people's testimonies hey i bought this Walmart share. I mean, older people, that's what they say when I'm in the U.S. They say, man, I bought this Tesla share in 1980 and then in 1981, <laughs> it made me a millionaire. And you're like, well, man, I missed out on that. Yeah. But there was an exponential effect that too, they call it the miracle of compound interest, yes. right? Yes. It's a miracle how, how these things work, <laughs> you know, when you start getting involved in them. And for you guys, because you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, it's even better. You can ask him, uh, which direction to go. I've heard of testimonies and stories where the Lord himself speaks to people and tells them, hey, this is what I would like you to invest in. This is uh, a stay or, or it's time for you to uh, sell so you can move to another investment. And so for us as children of God, we actually have an advantage. And so, hey, this is, this is fun. It's going to be awesome. But this is uh, all the time we had for tonight. We are going to be seeing you guys next 
week Wednesday. Please make sure you invite a friend or two. This is helpful information that could change and shape a generation. We love you guys. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.